You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPide, delighted to be your host as always. Joined as always by Mark Wilson. Mark, this is going to be a very, very tough weekend for you. How are you coping? I'm just absolutely delighted to be here for the Rangers loving show in celebration of their first ever title tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be absolutely riveting stuff tonight, uh, praising all things Rangers. Rory Lloyd's here as well. Rory, how are we doing? I'm not too bad. Enjoying the bitterness ripping out of Mr Wilson. Um, why not celebrate um, 10 years in the waiting? I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. Yeah. Let's start, at a, let's start at a place where Wilson won't want to. Let's start at Rugby Park. We will go through all the weekend's games one at a time. We'll start off with Comandant scored three goals against St Marin, but St Marin were too good and managed to get three goals back. Wilson, all but... And unless Ross County can drop point, can can get defeated by Motherwell and Kilmarnock can beat Hamilton, it looks as if Kilmarnock could be playing the day in the playoffs. First of all, what was your thoughts on the game? And second question, where would Kilmarnock be without Kyle Lafferty? Oh, I think your first question is pretty... Sorry, your second question is pretty obvious. If Kyle Lafferty wasn't there, I think Kilmarnock would be sitting where Hamilton Ackies are just now. And I think that had probably been done and dusted a few weeks ago. Um, I think 12 goals in eight games speaks for itself at the time when we did well, I think I think so, something like Jeez, that. Oh, man. Um, and he's come in and you know he's he's, he's the new commander hero. Uh, Wednesday again, the, 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 we've scored six goals against St. Mun in two games and not won any of them. No. You know, when you think when you score three goals at home, you're maybe looking at a win, and obviously, one was the cup, but. It's definitely worrying the defence. Again, I don't think we've ever got a consistent back four. It was highlighted um, prior to Tommy Wright even coming about when Stephen O'Donnell and Greg Taylor both left, how poor we would be in the full-back areas. And even when we made a couple of signings, I think we've actually got worse. Um, I don't think we can get the correct combination at centre-half. I think Stuart Finley's left a big hole as well. Um Gary Dicker, the captain's not been at the races this season. Not, you know, he's been outstanding the past couple of seasons, I think. And this season, he's not been at it. Alan Power doesn't seem himself. But as I said before, you know, Chris Buck at what 37, 30 years old is your best player. I don't think all's well at that. You know, I know he's got great experience, but how many seasons can he, you know, keep performing at that level? And then obviously, Kel Lafferty comes in, starts scoring goals, and. I think even the likes of he must be getting frustrated with what's going on eh, defensively as well. <clears throat> the issues with the goalkeepers, you know, I mean, don't, no disrespect, I don't know either of the goalkeepers, but I remember at the time, you know, somebody told me that Danny Rogers had been at Aberdeen for 10 years and he played something like three first team games. And I'm thinking, well, how, how on earth can he be good enough to be our goalkeeper? But again, you know, I know a lot of my Rangers supporting friends give me a hard time, but. You know, under Steve Clark, Kelly fans were ruined. You know, it was a massively successful time. You know, every player he seemed to go and get, you know, turned out to be excellent. You know, Backman, the goalkeeper, you know, saved us a lot of points as well when he was there. Now he's going to be playing Premiership football in England. But see, although that was two years ago, are you surprised how quickly it's fallen since Steve Clark left? Well, yes, I know. But I mean, again, I don't know whether it's you know, external source, uh, forces or anything, but you could you could say the same about Celtic, you know, mm-hmm. they've, went, they've went, you know, as Dave King famously said, a house of cards, it seems to be a wee bit like Kilmarnock, there doesn't seem to be, as, as you mentioned at the start with Kyle Lafferty, if Kyle Lafferty wasn't there, this would be done and dusted and we'd be um, relegated already, you know, that's that, that's how it is. Alex Dyer gets a lot of criticism, I think the fans possibly thought initially um, that he would carry on the good work that Steve Clark did, etc., and then in between times, we were sitting fifth under Alessio. Yeah. You know, and he was sacked and, you know, then things like that. And I think there's a bit of discontent, you know, between the board and the supporters at the moment. Because um, I, think, I think the Alex Dyer thing just went on that, that bit too long. Uh, and it's certainly worrying times. Although, I mean, don't get me wrong, and I, again, these might come back and haunt me, but 
I have I have no fear of finishing eleventh if that happens because I'm fully fully confident Kilmarnock will beat uh, any team in that first division. And to be honest, I include Hearts in that as well. I felt Kelly would have beaten Hearts over two games. I don't think, especially with Lafferty, maybe my confidence went up when he signed. Um, there was a fantastic result for Dundee, but um, and I know Charles Adam played really well. He was a smashing player. But I mean, I look at the Dundee team and I'm thinking, that was and so was at Kilmarnock and he'd probably, he'd probably make the worst ever Kelly team. You know, he was absolutely horrendous at Kilmarnock and now he's leading the line um, for Dundee. So again, I, th- I think the worst thing would have been to finish bottom. I'm, I actually, to be honest, I actually think Motherwell will beat Ross County and I think we'll beat Hamilton. So I'm actually not that too worried. But even if, you know, Ross County get a point or win the game, I think Kilmarnock will be very, very confident of beating Dundee. Rory, we'll come to you about Kilmarnock as well, but see, just before we touch on Kilmarnock, do you not feel as if St Mirren are similar? Like, creatively going forward, they can be really, really good, but at the back, they'll still get some problems. Absolutely. It's the same with all these teams. You know, Steve Clark had Kilmarnock, for example, overachieving massively. Um, and, you know, that's not the norm for these clubs. So the likes here, St Mirren's, they're going to have ups and downs. They're going to have bumps in the road uh, every so often they'll have a season prob- you know, possibly when they finish fifth or sixth um, but over the piece St Martin can't be too disappointed with how they finished it's one of those ones as well where you look at Callum Davidson just now and you look at Jim Goodwin you know if, if this time next year St Johnson finished seventh and Jim, Jim Goodwin and St Martin finished sixth by the same margins it's looked upon as you know St Martin it's progress they're improving when they missed out by two goals and uh, you know you're looking at Callum Davidson going well finishing the bottom six this year is that are they regressing things so I don't think St Mullen can be too disappointed with the season they've had they've reached two semi-finals I appreciate they've not made the final in either of these but I do believe if they can keep the core of their squad together it'll stand them in good stead for next season if they were to gonna progress to the latter stages of um, these competitions and I, it must be frustrating to go from one week to the next you know keeping a clean sheet then conceding three or four and then the next week, um, you know, winning one nil and uh, then losing one nil the following week. But that's the reality for these clubs. They're so tightly matched. If Kamalik played St. Mum every single week, um, you, you couldn't pick a winner half the time, regardless of where the game was played. And, and that goes for your Ross Counties as well. So I, it must be frustrating from a St. Mum point of view. But I do believe, as much as I find him a little bit frustrating to listen to in the press sometimes, I do believe he's a good manager, Jim Goodwin. Um, and he's, he's, he's got the core of a good side there. See about Kilmarnock as well. Do you can I go along with Wilson that if it wasn't for Kyle Lafferty, Kilmarnock would probably be down? I, I wouldn't go as far to say that they wouldn't begin into the last game with a fighting chance. I don't think they would be automatically relegated at this stage, but I do absolutely agree with them that you know they would massively be flirting with finishing twelfth if Kyle Lafferty hadn't come in. Um, aye, it's difficult to disagree with that. You know, Wilson saying there, you know, twelve and eight. I didn't realise it was just as impressive as that. So, you know, that just shows the impact he's had. Um, Maybe eight and twelve. <laughs> well, even that, even that's a huge impact, you know, compared to you know, you he's probably what Kamali's top scorer now. Yeah, I so. Look, I, I do. I've got a, a big soft spot for Kamali. I always have, and uh, you know, I always will have. So I really hope that they can they can escape the drop. I wouldn't be quite as confident as Wilson getting into the playoffs. Um, you know, a team that concede a lot of goals. If they were playing against the Hearts, for example, with Liam Boyce up front, I'm not quite sure I would go along with that way of thinking. Against the Dundee, I if I, if somebody said you know put your mortgage on one of them, it certainly would be Kamalik. Um, but Dundee are hitting form at a good time. I tell you that three nothing away to Wraith Rovers, who play arguably the best football in that league. So I, I I'm fingers crossed for Kamalik. I have a wee sneaky suspicion that Wilson said that I think they might I think they might stay up. I've got a, one of those kind of great escapes in the last day. I think that Motherwell are capable on their day of taking beating Ross County, even though there's more at stake for Ross County. I, I think they could sneak a result, Motherwell and. And I think Kilmarnock will do the business against Hamilton. The good, the, good thing, the, good, the good thing for us, Scott and Mark, is that if it is a Kelly Dundee playoff, surely Rory's going to be in the BBC studios as a former <laughs> player for both teams. So that 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 that'll be that'll be good for us to watch to watch him on the television with Neil McCann possibly. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Is that why he's got that haircut? Nah, well, he's, he's <laughs> anticipating it. <laughs> oh, me? Anticipating that Kelly Dundee game. Didn't even mention the sunbed checkers. Moonbed, I think. How are we, Shankers? Pleasure to have you on. I am buzzing for this weekend. I don't know about you. Any particular reason? Wilson well, was just, <laughs> just praising Rangers, mate. You missed it. 
Oh, that'll need to be clipped. <laughs> right, let's get your let's get your thoughts on. We'll go, we'll go to Shankers here. Ross County two, Hamilton one. Hamilton are down unless they beat Kilmarnock nine 0 Do you think Kilmarnock? Hey, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, I think Hamilton has been flopping with relegation for a few years, and normally they kind of they dig in at this time of the season and, and manage to survive, but. I can't say I'm too surprised to see him go down this year. It was, it was one one step too far. Uh, it was a final nail nail in the coffin for them. Ross County needed a win as well to 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 kind of no cement their place, but also put it almost put it in their hands. So it's so it's up to them what happens what happens now uh, away to Motherwell. So it's it's going to be all to play for them. It's going to be an exciting last day. I can't believe that. I don't know if you have touched on it, but I can't believe that there's no coverage of any of the games no, no. on. Is that down to they're only allowed one game a week? I was actually that was actually one of the questions we asked. Does anyone know why that why running the game? I, I don't know what it is, but surely at times like this, when there's like real stuff to play for, Aye. there can be an exception for stuff like that because it's it's not as if you can get fans in the stadium. I know fans are have got uh, can links they can watch on command TV etc. But but surely for the for neutrals they. You should stick it on the telly. They've got a they've got a broadcast deal with Sky. Surely Sky should be able to broadcast one one game, uh, one or two games at the in the last day because there's something to play for. But who knows? Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on the other game. Obviously, in the, the bottom six, but the United two model two. It was kind of a dead rubber. There was two teams with nothing to play for. But I the uh, United were two and a lot. Shanklin did Mikkelsen scored his first goal for the United. Long and Cole got them back, and it was a two-each draw. Nothing really to that. They are just two two teams that have been solid seasons. Yeah, fair enough. Um, although I have, I have kind of noticed, you know, obviously with the Euro squad coming up, that Shanklin scored a couple of goals and had a wee bit of form as his Nisbet as well. Now Nisbet will obviously be playing. Well, I'd imagine he'll be playing the cup final as well next week. So you just wonder if these guys have maybe got a wee bit of the old end-of-season contract where you, you buck up your ideas for six or seven games so you get a new contract. I wonder if, you know, I don't know. I mean, is Steve Clark phoned the likes of the two? I don't know. Maybe Eamon Brophy, the likes of these guys, and thought that there's a space, you know, for another striker. Um, and they've upped their game a wee bit. I don't, I don't think that should happen, but I'm saying that that's maybe why they've upped their game a bit. Now, and as I say, a big performance from Nisbet in the cup final, you know, could maybe see him sneak into that squad. Yeah, we'll touch on Hibs and Hibs Aberdeen. Hibs secured third spot. I won that one over Aberdeen. Shankers Aberdeen haven't scored. It went fifteen games this season and not scored a goal. How much is, is should Stephen Glass be in the market for a top goal scorer next season? I think when we t- touched on it in January, when they lost Cosgrove and they went and got the three. I think it was three boys in loan: Camberry, Hendry, and Hornby. I think it was. And that just shows you they went and get three players to try and cover the goals that Cosgrove got them. And I don't think he was maybe, I was a big lumpy fell in that. He maybe wasn't pretty, but he put the ball in the back of the net. And they've went and get three players who, Camberry done all right at Rangers, done well at well at Hibs. Uh, Hendry, St. Johnson and Hornby scored, scores a lot of goals for uh, the under twenty one. So they've went and get three of them in and, and they kind of replicate the goals. So it is, it is a big big gap that they need to fill. I'm not sure, not sure how they're going to do it. It's Aberdeen have got a weird way of working. They bring somebody up for a few years and then they sell on, which clubs are hard to do. But he's got a big job he's on Stephen Glass. I don't think, I think maybe now people are appreciating how good a job Derek McKenna's done at Aberdeen. I would agree with that as well. Hibs secure third. Rory, do you generally overlooked Hibs this season and how can I saw it? I called it. I called it in a prediction, Hibs third. Did you? Yep. Go back, search it if you want. I Very called good. it. There you go. But it's <laughs> Arvin relegated or something. Did you know if St. Johnson took it down? St. Johnson, that's who it was. Hibs second bottom then. They've turned over a leaf since Walton said that, have we not? <laughs> I know, well, I told you that Callum had phoned me and used it as motivation for the boys, but they didn't him on Sunday. <laughs> Rory, do you think we've kind of overlooked Hibs or how solid they've been this season? Um, I think they got a lot of plaudits early in the season and that's when they racked up most of their points. If I'm being brutally honest, I think probably start of February right through till a couple of weeks ago, they've 
listen, they've not exactly been great on the eye, but I think the scoreline kind of sums up Aberdeen and Hibs' season. Hibs have done just enough. 1-0, Aberdeen have, haven't really done enough. Is Shanker stays there. Like They've brought in these three boys, and it's not really changed much, I think. And it all comes back to possibly the way Derek McInnes, um, you know, his style of play, which had maybe ran its course, um, playing with the bigger boys up top. But um, he is going to be in the market for a top goal scorer, but, you know, they're gold dust. They're, they're, they're very difficult to find. You know, you can sign a, a few centre-backs and over the course and distance, you can be solid enough at centre-back without, you know, being the best player. But as Shanker says, sticking the ball in the net's no easy. If you've got somebody like Cosgrove, uh, you you take the bounce, ball bouncing off his shin and off his knees from time to time. You know if he's sticking it in the net, and I I don't really know where Aberdeen go from here. And you know Shankers is saying there. You know people are now appreciating how good a job Derek McInnes has done. For me, I'm listening to that comment, and it's not the first time I've heard it. Going well, that's not just a compliment from McInnes. That's 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 a wee question mark hanging over Stephen Glass already. You know he's uh, been in the, he's been in the, he's been in the door what eight nine weeks. He's got. Absolutely pumped in the cup three nothing of Dundee United, who have since went on and been buying average. You know they get battered after that. He's been very indifferent in the league. You know other than you know getting a draw against Celtic at home, and it goes back to what we were saying when he got appointed. Really, is that is that the right time to do it? Um, and I think if if, they, if Stephen Glass could have his time again, he would be sitting in that stand watching the games instead of sit standing on the touchline because I think he's starting on the back foot. I really do. Do you, do you think? Managers got a free hit because they can just turn around and say, "Well, it's no my players. I've not got my time to start stamp don't, like don't put their own that's... authority on." I don't I... agree with it because obviously they they put their own style of play. They've still got the players, but Jenkins as a free hit, almost trial and error kind of type thing. Going do what they want to see, see what he needs and what he doesn't need. Kind of thing. I but I think he can. I think he could control that without being a manager. I don't see any Aye. reason why Paul Sheeran couldn't have stayed in charge with you know. Paul Sheeran knows that Stephen Glass is coming in. The board say to Stephen Glass, or he says to them, look, I want um, Paul Sheeran to be the, the focal point of the management team till the end of the season, but really we're going to work under, you know, and, I, and I'm sure Paul Sheeran would have went along with that as well. That's an opportunity for him. And, you know, that would have given Stephen Glass the same way of, you know, um, tinkering with things and, and trying things without actually being under that pressure. Now, of course, maybe Stephen Glass has backed himself and went, no, I can come in here and make a difference. And credit to him if he did think that way, but... But hasn't he? So see, see uh, Paul Sheeran is he still there? Yeah, he's there as a first team coach. Do you know how though? It's he's kind of you've got it. Obviously, he's going to have a, a summer to build. But he's he started well with you know recruitment. He was obviously brought in Brown as our number two, who's going to be a massive presence on and off the park. Declan Gallagher could be a good bit of business as well. Oh, I think we'll definitely. It's, but I, I think I think there's a goal scorer badly needed there. Well, I still think if Stephen if Stephen Glass. Say the say the first picture of the next season, they they get beat two nothing. I think if it's Stephen Glass's first game in charge, the fans will look at it and go right. No happy with that, but the guy needs time. See if they get beat two nothing the first game of the season. I don't I don't I, I don't know how long he'll get. I really don't. Yeah. Before before the tight term. I'm I'm in total agreement with with Rory. Now, again, the the signing of Scott Brown as a if he is going to play as as bizarre in the latest. I mean, I think. And we've said on here that he looked finished at the start of the season, probably even especially kind of Christmas time. He looked as if his legs had gone. Now, that's an interesting one for me. What else is interesting is the, the Alan Russell appointment as well. Now, yeah. again, it's probably yeah. somebody can trust. Now, I think possibly one of the easiest jobs in the world. Now, I know he's not in the job anymore, but the easiest <laughs> job in the world must be a striker coach for England. Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling, these guys. I mean, what what... What, what does he do all day with these guys? Because these guys don't need a coach. But you know how that's another we we so how's he going to fare with no disrespect to these guys? I'm sure they're talented. How's he going to fare with Curtis Maine and didn't he, didn't he walk into that job with Wilson? He didn't he? He didn't just turn up at England's training ground one day and was England coach. He, he's worked up to that and worked to these lesser players before. He didn't just turn up at uh, George's Park and walk in. But you know how that could be another wee thing? So, so did he start with Harry Kane when he was nine years old and progress him through? He's one of the world-class strikers. How hard can that job be? I'm <laughs> saying, is he going to be the ground totally. putting 500 boys in to cut his mate who can't control one of them? Whereas Harry Kane scored 499 goals, probably. The problem I've got is, I don't how, get how is he lasted, bro? The pro- how, how is I he think that, no, a better option? There's something the day that I think something through the day that he's a personal circumstance in England that's nothing to do with his ability and I'm not 
necessarily questions ability, but from going from coaching Sterling and Kane to Fraser Holmby and Curtis Main, I mean, this guy must be some sort of genius if he can get these guys. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I take, no, I take your point, definitely, but like I said, he's got to have some degree of experience with working with lesser players. He's not just turned up at St George's Park and started working with Harry Kane, and then he's taken, you know, they dropped down to Aberdeen. But they'll find it. I mean, I think he was, he was in the States with Stephen Glass, and maybe yeah. it's just an ally he can trust, etc. And that's, that's acceptable. You know, and obviously the personal circumstances, he's not in England anymore, is obviously disappointing up to Euros, but... Again, maybe it's just me being old-fashioned, and I've repeated this on here loads of times. You know, again, if I'm Stephen Glass and a younger manager, I think there needs to be some sort of experience beside them. You know, or some sort of presence there, because I don't believe... I mean, you know Stephen Glass personally. I mean, he might be, you know, a right-cracking guy, and a right-cracking coach, cracking manager, great, but I just always feel there needs to be some sort of experience in a dugout, because... Brown has no experience. And yes, Alan Russell's worked with Southgate and maybe another England manager, but... I, like, as a manager... I, I, I don't see... I, I can't see the balance, possibly. Craig Brown would be director of football by November. Director of football by November. <laughs> I, again, again, it could be something like that, you know, um, but... Strachan. I, I actually... I, I'm, a, I'm a Eurori. I think Stephen Glass could be well under pressure in the first five or six games of the season. He's going to be reunited with, with Scott Brown. Obviously, Scott Brown played his last game at Parkhead on Wednesday night against St. Johnson. A really comfortable one for Celtic. We'll give Wilson the floor here because I know he's been desperate to get a wee piece out about Scott Brown. He's chewing his cup there. He's chewing his that, cup. That's <laughs> how I couldn't believe that he said Wilson, uh, Brown's uh, appointment was bizarre. I was like, somebody have his phone for the last week? <laughs> no, and, 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 as, as I've, said, I've said on here before, like, you could see from the cup final when Naismith was giving him the run around, his, his legs had gone, you know, he'd lost three yards of pace, never mind one. Um, <laughs> but it's the, dis- the disrespect. Rewind, you know, ten, re- rewind 10 years and Naismith was giving him the run around, Wilson. I mean, Naismith was 10 years younger as, as well. What I'm saying is that, that cup final, I think, highlighted, you know, how how much he'd lost in, in, in his game. You know, and he's still a guy that's won trebles against the likes of the brilliant Steve Davis and the brilliant, you know, Joe Aribo and all these guys. He dominated them all of last season, you know, but it's the disrespect he's showing for his achievements. Do you know Davis has played against Brown? I looked this up, right? Davis has played against Brown since he re-signed for Celtic in eight matches, right? 24 points up. Rangers. Since Davis re-signed for Rangers, 24 points up up for grabs. Davis is 1-6, drawn 1, lost 1. Right. So what about Davis' first spell? So he has he has dominated him. Well, and his first spell as well? And he's, uh, no, I'm talking about since he re-signed. You're right, talking so about dominating right, last right. season. Okay, so, so, but Brown was there in Davis' first spell and won trophy after trophy. So I don't so really get that argument. Now, I'm so not saying Scott Brown's better than Steve Davis. I'm showing the, the disrespect that the, a lot of the media have shown for what he's achieved. Now, you may think he's a bang average player, but see, at the end of the day, he's got loads of caps, won loads of trophies, and he's dominated better Rangers teams. And the Rangers fans on Twitter are giving it all. He played against Holt and Halliday. No, he didn't. He played against much better players as well and dominated them as well in spells. So, I, the, the disrespect you guys have shown Scott Brown for what he's achieved is nothing short of embarrassing. Demoted. Show me any any point in time where Scott Brown dominated Rangers. Not, 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 a spe- not a specific game dominated Rangers over a period of time. It didn't happen. I think by dominated, it means Celtic were winning and he was laughing. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is before, you're saying, oh, before he re-signed. So go back to when Davis was first there. Brown dominated... Uh, Scottish football without when Rangers got demoted that's what he did he dominated before and after before they got demoted aye before and after how did he dominate before they got demoted well how many times did they win what do you mean well how, how many leagues when, when, before Rangers were demoted how many leagues did Scott Brown win at Celtic well I, I, was, I was there I know Shanks is going to have a go maybe you at Rangers and all this but when I was there right for the five years because that name he's dropped there I, I left Rangers, right, in the, in the January of um, 
2000 and whatever it was, right? And I was there. Davis was there. I was there for five years, and I think Rangers won the league three times, maybe four. But the, the time they didn't they win it, they got to Europe. You got to a European final. Uh, what, what, what an achievement! Did they win that European final? What, that, what that, an achievement! That's no relevant to the point you're making, but wow. show me the point. <laughs> you, you're just you're better on the past, but you, you've been on all all month actually about how bad Scott Brown is, but you can't recognise his achievements. I can't recognise him for, for a fellow for a fellow pro not to be able to give congratulations <laughs> to a guy that has dominated Scottish football for the last ten seasons is nothing short of embarrassing. So you're picking you're picking and choosing what I'm what I've wrote in those messages massively. What I said was you've got to recognise the trophies he's won and the medals he's got. He would not have had that success had Rangers not been relegated to the third division. At no point in time with Rangers and Celtic in the top league has any team ever done a quadruple treble. Okay. Now, the reason that they've been that successful and they've won that many medals, in my opinion, is because Rangers won in the league. Rangers have been in the Premier League for four years and said, I've won a quadruple treble. What? So the quadruple treble was done the full time Rangers were in the league? I Rangers have been in the league the last four years, aye? Aye, there we are. It was. Apology accepted. No, 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 that Rangers got demoted in the first two or three years in the Premier League. They've got a team that can't compete with Celtic. Is the point I'm making? All right. So, so that the hard, the hard, your hopes, etc. It's no Scott Brown's fault. Scott Brown is in a Celtic team in an era which is perfect for him. Fantastic leader, fantastic um, leader of men, and obviously everybody likes him. He's a good captain. He's not the best technical player, in my opinion, and that's been proven, right? Before Rangers got put to the third division, and after they've built a team which is capable of competing with Celtic. Well, I don't think you play 500 games for Celtic. You're a bad player. I, I didn't really say he was a bad player. Really, really don't. And I didn't. I didn't say he was a bad player. I said you can recognise his medals, okay, but still have the point of view that he wouldn't. He wouldn't have had. He wouldn't have had as many trophies if Rangers had not been demoted. That's just my opinion. Well, that, that, that's, like, that's, that's like saying Rangers, Rangers would have won the UEFA Cup if I hadn't been for Zenit St. Petersburg beating them. It's a, a nonsense argument. It's not just, a nonsense just, argument. Just, just, just nonsense like argument. It's not a should be your uncle. It's, it's bizarre. It's not, it's not Brown's fault. The, the, the Rangers cheated, get demoted, didn't have the so, money so, because the fans went to save them and that's Scott Brown's fault. So you need to listen. Yeah. You may actually, actually, actually listen to what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not diminishing his achievements. He's won all the medals, right? But it's much more difficult to do it with a full-strength Rangers side in the league over 10 years. Would you agree with that? But what is a full-strength Rangers question. side? Yes or no? Would you, do you think it's more... What is a full-strength Rangers side? The side they have just now that's failed in the last two seasons as well. Right, is okay. Exact, exact, exactly. Right, so they failed the last two seasons and they've come good this season. Right? right so, so, so he said one, right, one can, I season can I finish a sentence? One bad season in ten and he's rubbish, right? Okay. Uh, wow. did I say, when did I say he was rubbish? On here. Wow. When did I say he was rubbish? You're on the channel a week saying he's absolutely but, terrible. He's shite, brown shite. Do you want me to show him? I'll right, show go him for it. Show them your messages as well. Show them your messages as well. I'll show them the message he said. And I'm not wishing and I'm not wishing cruciate ligament damage injuries on Celtic pools. Don't show the messages, the channel got shut down. Exactly. The whole point in case is exactly what you said there. Celtic won two leagues in a row and then Rangers came good and won a league. See if Rangers were in the league. They might Celtic might have won two leagues in a row, but see at the end of the day, they're not going to win ten because Rangers at that full strength team at some point are going to beat Celtic. And that's the point I'm making. Brown might have won 10, 11 trophies. He's not going to win 22 with a full-strength Rangers side in the league. He's just not. I'm not how, diminishing how, what... How do you know that? I'm not, because it's never been done. And he didn't do it beforehand either. It was, no. it was, it was Rangers that were winning leagues before they went down the leagues, right? Oh, and I'm not saying... Rebels never I'm not been saying, done, oh no, has been done now, so... These, I'm, not say, I'm not saying it's Scott Brown's fault. He, as a leader, has went in and won 22 medals. But what I'm saying is that it's much more difficult to do with a full-strength Rangers side in the league. And over the course of a 10-year period with Rangers in the league for, for that decade, Scott Brown is not walking away with nine league titles. Well, Steve Davis isn't walking away with nine league titles with a full-strength Celtic team. That's no relevant to what I'm saying. What's that got to do with it? 
It's exactly, it's, exactly, it's exactly the same as what you're saying. Right, okay. Rewind nine years, right, and put Celtic down at the bottom of the league and keep the Rangers side that were that was currently present when Rangers got put down. They would have won nine in a row. Ah, but, ah, but their, their players left. Their players left because it wasn't the same club and went for big money. Right. Yet some are good and some are heralded as safe. the point that's been made. You just, you well, just... It's, it's exactly this. You're not making any point, Rory. So the point I'm making is, right, that if Rangers were in a full strength Rangers side were in the league, do you, okay, let me ask you this way. See if Rangers team current team, right, were in the league at the moment, would, and Scott Brown was twenty one, would you fancy him to win nine nine league medals with this Rangers side in the in the league? Hundred percent. Right, okay. Because Davis right, is right, what just, just, just move on, I'm happy with that. Ryan Jackson Croc and well just move on. I'm happy, I'm happy with that. Just, against that midfield. Absolutely. Just move on. That, that Absolutely. Twenty one years old against a thirty eight year old. Fancy my chances, definitely. Good argument. Right, Scott Brown. Right. You're the one that doesn't, doesn't know your facts, saying that a quadruple triple wasn't done when Rangers were in the league, but yet they were in the league. No, no, no. Now, I now, 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 now you're making excuses that the best Scott Brown's fault. Right, I, I, you don't know your facts either by saying Scott Brown dominated uh, Scottish football before Rangers got demoted. Nonsense. Not, right. get, what get I said was... Trophy count in the last what, 10 years. What, what I said was... That is dominating. That is dominating. As the captain of the you team, you said, you said, you said, that is dominating Scottish football for you said 100% as dominating Scottish football. You were a better midfielder in the last 10 years than Scott Brown. You said before they got demoted. Before. That's what you said. You didn't say during the last 10 years. In the, in the last 10 years, I no, said. No, you never said that. <laughs> Rewind the tape. You said before and after. It was a point about Naismith. He was dominating back point, then. The well. point was about Davis before and after. You gave stats that Steve Davis has won six out of the last eight Old Firm games since he came back from Southampton. And I asked for the, the numbers before he left Rangers the first time, what the stats were against Scott Brown. Yes. That's, that's what I said before and after. Exactly. What you I said, said was that Naismith and you said he dominated. And you said he dominated. Brown looked done. And you said he dominated. That's why I didn't think Aberdeen should have signed them. Talking over, talking over me. I can't get. You said no, you, before. You asked me a question. I answered the question. You, you, you never answered the question. Time, so. <laughs> you never answered well, the question. Wrong. And you, you can make your wrong one. No, no one feels bad for you. You're wrong. It doesn't matter. You never answered the question. It's cool. It's fine. In terms of the last, in terms of the last, in terms of the last, in terms of the last four years. Right, the Rangers team that when they first got promoted was not a competitive Rangers side. That was my point. Not that they won the necessarily in the league. Okay, so I made a mistake when I said that. Fair enough. Right. What I'm saying is it wasn't the same Rangers side. You made the point that before, when Davis was there the first time at Rangers, Scott Brown was dominating. No, he wasn't. In your opinion. No. <laughs> you want to go with facts? Look at the medals from before Rangers, from before Rangers got demoted. So how 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 long how long ago did Davis leave Rangers? Was it 2012 he left? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So in the last ten years, Scott Brown's won nine league titles. You did. Interesting. has been there four seasons. Watched a quadruple treble, but that, it's different because he's the Let's move on to the Celtic game. Celtic won 4 0. We'll touch on Scott Brown later on in the show. And, and well, I think we'll touch on Scott Brown and later on in the show, obviously, because there's one more game left. But we'll give this to Wilson. Wilson, obviously, Celtic brought in the likes of Dembele, Montgomery. Jen, there's one eye in next season there. I think I, I probably think it's a numbers game now. I'm just trying to see. You know who's who's going to be kept on and who's who, who's going to get uh, the push. They'll be looking at the younger players because it, it appears that a lot of the senior players will be leaving, whether they're released or bought by another club. Um, now I know the boy Dembele's been there a few years now, and not played many first team games. So again, I always find it's very hard for young players at Celtic and Rangers because. You know, what will happen is if someone comes in and plays Dembele's position that's maybe 24, 25, you know, they're going to sign him, play him before him. You know, so he finds it hard again um, to try and get into the team. As I say, I think it's just a, a kind of courtesy thing, to be honest, to give guys a run out. It might be their contracts running out and let them play a first team game for Celtic um, in, in a kind of meaningless game, so to speak. But um, so, as I say, massive changes required and I think will be um, at Celtic. Um, the boy Dembele again he shows me flashes and things whether 
don't know his perfect position because he's only maybe played two or three games. Um, but if he's one for the future, then you know why not stick him in these games? I know they've only got one left now, but should should they've come in after they lost the league and maybe played five or six, seven games in a row to to, to see how he does? And even if he's good enough, somebody may buy him, or if he's good enough, keep him in the first team. What age is that boy, Dembele? I think he's only eighteen. Now. Uh, he's only eighteen now. Eighteen for me. If you're eighteen, is that age where you really, if you're no pushing, like Mikey Johnson, people are can Dembele know be pushing, pushing for him uh, to put him at the team. If you're eighteen and you're, he's been around forever, well, isn't he? Was it? He's been around forever. Like you'd think. Uh, like I, I, know, that's what I thought he was actually older than eighteen. But if you're eighteen, you need to be. At day teams, you sh- if you're running about the first team, you really need to be pushing for a place. Or if you're fifteen, three hundred days or something. Well, sorry, yeah. coming on at an end of season aye, game. Aye. game you know what I mean, it, it needs to be in that Celtic team this season where they've no no done well, and he's still no knocking on the door to get a game. You know what I mean? Does that say something? I, I mean, to a certain extent, you can say the same about Patterson as well. I mean, he appears very good in the five or six games he's played, but Taverni is always going to play. You know? I know. Especially after the season he's had, and rightly so. So that's where that boy will find it hard. I mean, I dare say if Rangers maybe offered a few million for Taverni now, they might be thinking, well, they'd be cash in just now. He's won the league. He's you know he's been here four seasons, and we've got Patterson. Because I, I can't see Patterson possibly now being particularly happy to spend a season on the bench. You know, just Rangers thinking that there as you were saying that, Wilson. Can you imagine a, a tasty bid come in for Patterson and Tavernier? Who do you think they're selling? See, see if it was, you know, Patterson, whatever it may be, 10, 12 million, Tavernier, four, five million, you know, value for money. Who do you think they would part ways with? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, I think a bid of that for Patterson would be because I see he has only played a limited. Number of games. Yes, but you're, you're buying potential. I, I, yeah. I, I think if Taverni, you were offered four or five for Taverni, then I, I think he would go. I think they would sell him. Because I think the potential, again, it's a, I know it's a great word to use with these guys, but potentially Patterson, I mean, he does look the part. You know, mm-hmm. every time I've seen him, I've been impressed. Could, you know, could he be a good season like Taverni's? I know he does penalty three kicks, etc. But if, he's a, if he is a, a worldy season, then he could be, be looking maybe at 10 plus. Generally, there's a way. Especially if he's in the it seems, it seems, I'm not saying he's better defensively than Tav, but Tav's assets are going forward, whereas Patterson looks as if he's kind of solid at the back as well. He's, he's just he maybe like he's got it all, Shank. What? He looks like he's got it all, huh? Generally, way, way they could play both, like maybe fit both into the team maybe next season. No, no chance. It's like yeah. Tierney and Robertson for Scotland. No. It's impossible, really, isn't it? To yeah. the detriment of the team, for sure. Oh, you're, you're, you're getting somebody's full potential, you're not quite getting somebody Aye. else's full potential, and then it kind of makes him look, look bad. So it is, it's some task Gerard's got his hands, but you'd rather have that than, you'd rather have two, two first-choice right-backs. And, and they'll start going in, is it kind of late July, they start with the Champions League qualifiers, so they'll, they'll need two players in each position as such. Well, that's what I wanted yep. to bring up there. You mentioned the Champions League. Like, obviously, we're we're expecting Eddie Howe to be appointed. That's I think that's pretty much done now. I was waiting on it, but announced today, and because you you gave us that exclusive. I was told that today. So, because <laughs> you thought we well, another exclusive. <laughs> how how much? How big a job does he have in the summer to get the team ready for the Champions League, Rory? Oh, a massive job. I mean, you only got to look at the the loan signing Celtic's. Uh, got that are going to be leaving. Obviously, your captain for the last ten years is leaving. Um, you know, you've got boys who pro- possibly aren't up to the task as well. You know, you'll be recruiting a new goalkeeper. It's a huge job, um, absolutely massive. Um, so, I it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I, like I've always said on the show, I think he's very tactically astute. But he's again, like Wilson's touched on it before. It's a whole different ball game. He's managed Bournemouth. He's, he's not managed in Europe before. So to come in. With the expectations on, you know, Neil Lennon after that Fern Farrell's game, Neil Lennon knew the impact that would have with the with the with the supporters, the revenue, etc. Eddie Howe might come in thinking, right, let's get a hit in the Champions League. It's it's not a hit when you're at Celtic. It's we need to qualify, and see so if you don't qualify, you know the 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 house comes tumbling down. So he's got a lot of work to do. 
Um, and it's not about performances, it's about qualifying. Um, he'll not get away with playing nice football and no qualifying. So it'll be an interesting one, but he has got a lot, a lot of work to do. And I think it's going to be a very busy and interesting summer um, at Celtic Park. I think they'll get most of the attention with the media and with their signings, etc., which probably leaves it quite nicely for for, um, for other teams just to go about their business. But I, I, as much as obviously you know, I, you know, it's, it would be an honour to have Celtic manager's job. I, I don't, I don't envy the guy. I, I think he's got a massive job in his hands, and I, I don't know if he'll fully realise what he's walking into. You can talk to as many people as you want, but until you're actually in it. See, see, I think I've got the only thing Eddie Howe I think is the right appointment and probably the one that. But see, how can you know convince a guy that's out a job to, to how has it took them so long to appoint him? Why, why has it took this long to? Can, it's not as if they're having to settle conversation fees or then why has it took so long to convince Eddie Howe to come to Celtic? If a manager, he's not exactly set the the world alight with his managerial performances before, so why has it took so long? for, for If I'm in Eddie Howe's shoes and a team that Celtic come to me, it, it shouldn't take this long for for the decision to be made. How do you think the fans will feel as well? The fans won't be enjoying that. I wouldn't enjoy that if I was a fan of a club and a manager was taking four months to decide... Uh, would be it's a weird one, isn't it, Wilson? Because obviously, if you're Eddie Howe, you want some, you want some kind of content, you want kind of continuity, you want somebody that's been there with you through the whole kind of Bournemouth run. Do you think it's that's a kind of worry for Eddie Howe that he's not getting his long term assistant to come with him? I think it's when I, again, I don't know how many times I've got to say in this show, I don't think he's the right man. If he's not getting his assistant, you know, he'd possibly his record at Bournemouth, he says he's got a strong team, etc., etc. But just, just on the point we said there about how long it's taken Eddie Howe. Has Eddie Howe done the opposite of what Stephen Glass has done and thought, I'm not being part of this shambles? Well, that is... Rory says he respected Stephen Glass for going and saying, right, I need to start this early as I can, try and get more authority on it, not leave Paul Sheeran in charge, etc. Whereas Eddie Howe's went, looked at the season, off the field and on the field, looked at some of those players and went, nothing to do with me, mate. I'll come in. Maybe what I do it to afar, can I hang? Aye. And again... And some of the, and going back to what you were talking about earlier, I, I genuinely don't think now, or I hope they phone in or they text you in uh, something different, but I genuinely don't think any Celtic fan will be expecting anything to qualify for the Champions League this year. Because Celtic are so far behind in terms of the recruitment that needs done, and we don't know the style of player forever, but I think Celtic just need to cement themselves as one of the top two teams in Scottish football next season and forget about European football, to be honest. I mean, I, mean, I know it's sometimes... You, I mean, Brendan Rodgers lost against Lincoln Red Umps in his first game and whatnot, um, but I, I, I don't even think Eddie House thinking, oh, well, let's try and make a dent in the Champions League this year because I don't think there's very many players, even if you stuck with the same squad, that would beat Lincoln Red Umps this year or this summer. Um, so... I don't. I don't think that's the case. Going back to his staff, if this is just another appointment, but please keep Kennedy and Strachan. Then, and as I said on the chat, and Rory can show these if, if he wants. We can. Hey, it was you that offered to show messages, not me. Fifty-six, fifty-seven, fifty-eight. Till Celtic get the right appointment and do what Stephen Gerrard did um, and bring in people you trust, your own team, and go from there. See, but honestly, see what the hang about. Uh, Eddie Howe's assistant when you say Jenkins are worried that he's not going I, I think it's the opposite why would you want a guy in your team that's ready to take your job once you're put out the door get what I mean yeah, uh, but it's a different it's a, as you say though it's a different ball game for Eddie Howe coming from Bournemouth like, do you know, like, I, I actually crossed my mind earlier because I was thinking if I was Stephen Glass bringing Scott Brown in I'm thinking Where's my money going to be on the next Celtic in the next Aberdeen manager I, I know I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I definitely can't see Scott Brown managing Aberdeen to be honest. Do you know how right, we'll, we'll move on to we'll move on to the last game and then we'll touch on our, our predictions. But Rangers obviously got three 0 one away to Livingston. 
Shane, because it was a it was a really good performance. Obviously, the injuries at the back have, have kind of played a part in kind of likes of Jordy going to left back. But again, it was just it was another good performance. I think it was one of the ones that just kind of sums up the season. Very steady, free flowing football. Players accommodating each other in different positions. The manager spoke very highly of Jordy, uh, accommodating at left back. I think he's one of the players that. That can fill in anywhere and do a do a job. That's how he think he filled in at left back in one of the European games. It was either this year or last season, yeah. and he done really well. Uh, but I think it was just a, a performance that epitomised the season. It was very very good. Rory, they're close. Rangers are closing in on hundred points. Obviously, in Saturday, tomorrow they play Aberdeen. <coughs> how how can a big an achievement is that to get that the hundred points if they win tomorrow? It's one of these ones. It's nice. Um, it's not going to be the focus up until probably um, the Livingston game, or, or once once they were out the Scottish Cup. I think they would maybe look at it and go right. What can keep us motivated now? Unbeaten season, a hundred points. So it's it's a nice wee cherry on top of the cake. But I uh, listen. I think now that they're at this stage, they'll be bitterly disappointed if they weren't to win the game or if they were to lose the game tomorrow. Um, you know, not getting a hundred points and not going unbeaten, but. At the same time, I I think it will be nice. I don't see them getting beat, and I don't see them dropping points. To be honest, but I I I think it'll be um I think the Rangers will, will run over the top of Aberdeen. If I'm being totally honest, I, I don't think Aberdeen will fancy it tomorrow. I found out the the highest points total. I don't know if any has looked. Do you want to guess? Hundred and six, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, he's already spoken about that. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> well, simple. What will you be doing tomorrow at twelve o'clock? I'll probably support Aberdeen. That's where I've got the red t-shirt on. Alison's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> to be honest, um, I'll be doing all I can. So brown uh, on the back. brownie. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> Um, I mean, I will get one of them for the new season. Don't worry about that. Um, no, I, again, I just don't. Even after, and I keep going back to that old firm game in October, I didn't see any team being able to beat uh, Rangers. And I didn't think Rangers were particularly absolutely outstandingly brilliant. Just thought, as you say, as Shankar said, I think they went to some games, ripped teams to shreds, played really good football. Then other games, they just ground out a 1-0, be professional. Um, I think, as I say, it would be harsh for them not to be um, go through the season undefeated. And as I say, I, I agree with Rory. I don't think any of them care about the hundred points. I think the invincibility um, aspect to the season um, or to the league season is is, is what they're looking for now. And it's against Aberdeen, so there's always that wee motivation. The Rangers play them anyway. Um, but I agree. I think Rangers will steamroll them tomorrow comfortably um, and put an end to the season. Right, well, we've got six. Obviously, the, the season's up. The, the season finishes this weekend. We'll go for, obviously, Saturday, the first three games. Are Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs, Celtic, St. Johnson, Livingston. Are we gonna, we'll just get down to the floor. Predictions for those three games. Wilson, we'll go to you first. Give us your predictions for those three games. Uh, Rangers to win 4 0. Celtic to win 5 0. And who's the other game? St. Johnson, Livingston. Uh, well, see, I wonder. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not being critical of Hibs there. Um, I just, I just feel Hibs have now cemented third. They'll be resting players for next week. I think a lot of the big hitters won't play. Uh, maybe, maybe Samson, maybe get a game and goals or something <laughs> um, to save the goalie. So I, I think, I think Celtic Amies will win comfortably. St Johnston again. I know they're quite short of players. There's been a bit of a kind of illness issue there as well. So I don't know whether. They've just got to play who they have, or will they be able to save players? Um, or are guys going to be trying to play their way into the team for the cup final? I don't know their depth of their squad, but I'll Livingston are garbage to be fair anyway. Um, <coughs> so I'll go St Johnson 2 1. Rory, what's your prediction for the three games this Saturday? Um, Rangers to win 3 0. Um, I think that I, I, I just can't see anything but a comfortable Rangers win. Um, I think that Celtic will win. I think Celtic will win three one away at Hibs. Can I agree with Wilson there? I think Hibs will have one eye on the final. Uh, I don't think they'll win as comfortably as five nil. Um, and I think that they will concede. So I'll go with three one. 
And I think kind of the opposite to, to Wilson there, either will be kind of cut places up for grabs for St. Johnson, but I do feel like the majority of those players will know know the starting lineup for the following week and it'll be a case of avoiding injury as opposed to actually trying to impress and I, and I think Livingston will win one now. Frank, what have we got? Um, I agree with Rory. I think Rangers will win 3-0. I think it'll be comfortable. Uh, Celtic, think think they'll win as well. I, I agree all the points about Hibs and St. Johnson. They, they can't possibly... I know they, it's so cliche for the manager to say oh, one game at a time and all that crap, but... It, it, when there's a cup final up for grabs, these teams don't get there uh, year in, year out. One eye out, 100% win the final. So I fancy Celtic and Lamison both to win 2 0. Brilliant. Bottom six on Sunday, Hamilton, Kelly, Wilson, Kilmarnock win. Is that. Do you think Kilmarnock will win? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think they'll win 2 0, 3 1. I think they'll win by a couple of goals. I think. And it's it's a, to be fair, I do feel sorry for Hamilton a wee bit. I would rather it was Ross County because it's so far away to travel. Um, <laughs> but I, again, I've, obviously, I've never been in the situation. I don't I don't know if Rory has or not been relegated. Have you, Rory? <laughs> not. not that's a genuine question. <laughs> I thought that was a a, a known dig there. No, no. Honestly, I, I genuinely don't. No, no I've, I've not. To be fair, yeah, I just, I just, it, 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 it came very close, but no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. You did come very... Was it St. Murn you came very close with? Twice. So, St. Murn... Uh, well, kind of twice. To, I was part of the St. Murn team that... Uh, you know, the team that beat Celtic 4-0. Tony Mowbray got sacked the next day. I was yeah. part of that squad. Didn't play much. I'll be honest with you. I didn't play much at all. Um, but they... Um, aye, they were down there for a spell. It's, it's no nice. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, think, think of the elation that you felt at staying up. Hamilton must be pretty devastated that... They're down, so are they going to be very flat? You know, they've, they've played up at Ross County, they travel back, you know, they've, they've been relegated, are they flat and just want the season over now? Which it is. So that's why I fancy Kilmarnock strong. And again, Lafferty will be the difference. I've no qualms about that. Lafferty are buck, possibly. Um, the other game, I fancy, I do fancy Motherwell to beat Ross County. Um, I think Ross County will be looking at their result more than their own, to be honest. And uh, what's the other one? St. Mirren. St. Mirren did the United. Two each. I actually think there'll be the same amount of fans at that game than what there would be if there was a crowd. That's how much it means. <laughs> Rory, what's your thoughts for the, the bottom the bottom sacks, uh, the final three games of the season? Aye, so I, I kind of said earlier that, you know, maybe it's my heart speaking rather than my head that Kamalnik would hopefully stay up. But I do I do think they'll win. Um, I agree with what Wilson says. I, I think as well, if you've got a, a squad of experienced pros who've just been relegated, maybe you're looking around going, right, they turned up on a Saturday. They've got a lot of young kids there who, you know, they've they've just been relegated. Um, I the manager as well looked as as you would I suppose, but he, he looked defeated after the the game the other night. So I think Kamalik will win. Um, I uh, I would go with three one Kamalik. Um, and I think Ross County will beat. I think Motherwell will win two one. I think it'll be tight. One each going in the last ten minutes, possibly one of those ones. Um, so three one Kamalik, two one Motherwell, and some United. I'd probably be goals in it. I'll go. I'll go one each. But a win, Shankers. What we go for the, the the final weekend of the season? I'm going. I think. See, with Ross County getting to Motherwell, I think if if they, it's a tricky one. See if you know there's a point. You you can never have a play for a point. It's impossible, right? But see if you know all you need is a point or a win to stay up there, there can't be any more motivation than that to go and win the game so I fancy Ross County to go and win Motherwell get I know you you go and play a game it's a deep rubber one for, for them but I, I honestly fancy Ross County to go and win I, I think Kilmarnock will win as well but I think Ross County will, will do enough to gets to 67 minutes though Shankers and it's none each ah, yeah, oh, <laughs> you, you think you're winning you think you're winning and you drop 10-15 yards I know they get deeper and deeper. I definitely, but I, I do think both both teams will, will win. Uh, Ross County and Kilmarnock will both win. Uh, the other game, no, no, could put your house on it. <laughs> definitely. That's for predictions. We got a couple of fan questions as well. This is one I want to touch on with Wilson because he tweeted about it earlier. Thoughts on Aaron Hickey and Kevin Nisbet possibly being linked with Celtic. 
again, I'm not doubting these these young guys aren't good players, and you know, Celtic. I've seen a lot of young players from. Really, you're not doubting it. Do you want to get that chat up again, mate? Chat works well for you when it works for you, doesn't it? Oh, no, what I'm saying is I'm not doubting them. Well, I mean, are we cool here? But are they Celtic class? Absolutely not. Um, Wait, wasn't, I, as, um, wasn't as politically put in the chat, let's put it that way. Very. I just think Celtic need better. Now, as I say, these guys might become better, but we don't know that. But I think Celtic need to be putting their stall out and getting a few marquee signings in. Um, and the likes of Kevin Nisbet and Aaron Nick. There's no disrespect to them, but I don't think that's what Celtic need. I actually think Celtic maybe need a couple of experienced players in the door yeah. um, to replace the likes of Brown. They're obviously going to have to go and find a striker to, re- to try and replace Edward, I would imagine. You could argue they need a back four um, as well, and I think they maybe need to try and go for a wee bit more experienced than Hickey and Nisbet, to be honest. I can understand Kevin Nisbet's Aaron Hickey. That's the, the weird one with me because and I'm not down Aaron Hickey's ability, but he's obviously went to Italy. He's not played an awful lot and he's been kind of four million pounds as offered. Do you know think like Josh Doidge, who's a similar age at Hibs, could be a cheaper alternative and maybe a better alternative? Well, not in Greg Taylor, no chance. Absolutely no chance. Um, but I, I agree. Do you have faith I, in Greg Taylor, though, that Greg Taylor could be a, a proper left back for Celtic going forward? Jane's going to get the chance. I think in the SPL and the Scottish games, I don't necessarily think Greg would be Celtic's best left back, you know, if they were getting into the Champions League. But see, I, I think that's a distant dream. So I, I would imagine Greg Taylor being a left back next season consistently. Rory, what do you think possibly Nisbet and Hickey to Celtic? I'll be honest. I don't know much about the boy Hickey. If you you know, you've just told me that he's not played much over in Italy. Whether they can get him on the cheap um, and just kind of take a wee chance on him to be backup, I don't see the likes of Hickey and, and Taylor being their two left backs. I think if they have both, both of them at the club, you're going to need somebody else. Um, As a Gary, I like I, I like um, I like the boy Nisbet. I have to say, and the reason I say that is because as a striker. Um, <laughs> You often get shunted out to the left or out to the right when it's not going particularly well and um, and things like that. And, I, and I've been shunted out to the left before in, in terms of a 4-3-3. And I felt out of place, you know, taking the ball in my own half. That wasn't my game. I wasn't comfortable enough in possession and deep in my own half. I, I've watched Nisbet get moved there a couple of times under Jack Ross. And I know how difficult that is as a striker. He takes the ball in tight areas. He doesn't lose it much. We won round the corner, keeping the ball in his own half under pressure. I do agree with Wilson. I don't think it's a marquee sign. It's not going to get ones that Celtic fans are going to get after seats and be absolutely delighted about. But I have a wee sneaky suspicion that if he was to go there, he would surprise people. I think he'd be a good sign for Celtic. The way way I'm I'm looking at it at the moment, and we don't know what's going to happen, but you're looking Dembele to Edward to Nisbet. That's what I'm saying. I don't... I, I, I agree with you. Dembele and Edward are at the moment a hundred times the player. Hundred percent, I agree with that. Definitely, I don't think Celtic fans would be queuing up at the door to get season tickets because they've signed Kevin Nisbet. I just think that if he was to go there, I, I think he would surprise a few people. No, in terms of being as good as Edward, that's not what I mean. I just think he would be better than a lot of people may suspect. I think he's a good footballer. Do you think though as well that he could maybe if, if he goes there, it could maybe be like him and Ayeti? Like if Ayeti, obviously we've seen Ayeti could be part of a two. Yeah, but him and Shangland. <laughs> Ayeti. There's a lot of. I think these guys will be cleared out. I, 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 really I don't do. think Ayeti will because Ayeti's been signed. I think Ayeti's been signed with the kind of thought that he's maybe going to replace Edward. But I think that, I do think that was a plan. No. I do think that was a plan. They should not even be mentioned in the same breath. No, I, 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 I not mean on thought on this year's show. <laughs> and, and it's possibly argue, it's possibly arguments like that behind the scenes that are stopping Eddie Howe coming in as Wilson yeah, saying no, earlier possibly yeah. so if, if Celtic and it might be as simple as I don't want to be part of this but if they're turning around and saying well we want you to come in but Ayeti's going to be one of your top two or three strikers he's maybe looking at that as Wilson saying he's gone no he's not so that's maybe that, yeah, that's what I mean like, that's, like that aye that's what I mean like, do you think because obviously the thing I obviously showed you as well is it's He's been he's been told about Eddie Howe's been told about these targets. Eddie Howe's not specifically saying I want these players. It's he's been told like these is are the they, players you they, could you could be going to get. Like is the recruitment guy still at Celtic? Oh, he's in the Eve. Nah, Nicky Hammond. Is, I think he's I think he's actually some a consultant at Leicester now, like, which is no surprise. Well, they'll be getting relegated next year. Though. <laughs> <laughs> see, 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 Celtic uh, Eddie Howe. Sorry. 
has been told in some day at Celtic's identified them as targets. Who who's who is this person? That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what kind of goes back to maybe the start of last season because Neil Le- Neil Lennon was making it clear behind the scenes that these wasn't these weren't his players he was signing. So is Eddie is anything going to change under Eddie Howe if that's still the case? No, but again, the, I think you know over the, the, the last you know decade or whatever, I think Lowell's had a, a big say, you know, and as much as maybe people like or dislike Peter Lowell, Peter Lowell did a very good. Oh job no, I, I totally agree. Like we've we said before, and I think he has. When you, when you've seen him, apart from the the Dubai apology, I think you've seen him in the press and the AGMs and that. You know, you think that he's a guy I wouldn't mess with. Yeah, I don't see that in this guy Mackay at all. I don't see him being able to make the, the big decisions that possibly Peter Law's made. You know, now, again, I know we harp on about it and make it a kind of standing joke on this show, but Peter Law's standing telling Brendan Rodgers he's not getting John McGinn and he spends the same amount of money on the disco lights. You know, I would like to think that if a, a manager of Brendan Rodgers' stature goes in and asks for a player, then the club react the same way. I'm quite sure now, and I know again said it on this show about the possible amount of players Gerard signed. Gerard goes in and asks for a player, you know, they go and get that player. Yeah. You know, I as well was such five, a five years ago. If someone yeah. says, Oh, Jermaine Defoe bit Rangers, you're going to be good Jim, that's how you know. I know. I Gerard goes in or Ross yeah. Wilson did discuss and say, I want Kemal Roof that played with Leeds or however, I want this fella, I want that fella, I want this fella. And Rangers went, right, okay. Board held the power a little bit though because of things we've discussed previously about how poor Rangers were and the and how good Celtic were to be fair under Rodgers they were, they were excellent um, and I think the board held the power to say that I think if Brennan Rodgers was there now and he went in and said go and get John McGinn you know the balance of power switched well you know the, it's kind of in the manager's court uh, they need a manager if Eddie Howe comes in and says no that's not happening at some point they're going to need to give in to somebody mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that whenever it was four or five years ago that, that I think the board were in a position to turn and say nah we don't want to spend four million quid so we don't need I, 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 agree I read a thing are the board showing their power just now I mean again we're only speculating but are the board showing their power just now by saying you're not having your assistant you're getting John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan mate I don't know I would like to sign Rory Loy and you get Matt Wilson instead we go, well, wait a minute here <laughs> that's what that's that, you know what I mean? I, I played well the five last week, I'll tell you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, and, and, that, and that's where I think you're right about the balance of power. But if, if Eddie Howe's going in there and told your coaching team and told who you're signing, then no wonder he's no, I would just tell him to get to. Awesome. I, I agree with that. Last question before we move up. 600 fans at the Scottish Cup final, Wilson. We're now getting told there's going to be no fans at all. Obviously, this is powers beyond Eddie's control. It's just been a bit of a mess, isn't it? Is, is there no fans at all? Was no that fans at all. Obviously, Glasgow's moved. Glasgow's staying in tier three for the time <laughs> being due to the the variant, as we know. But there's that's a, it's obviously a situation that nobody can control. But the way they were talking, we were we were thinking ten percent of the crowd were coming in here. And see, see a, the six hundred tickets. Obviously, they were begin. Uh, the tickets were begin dished out to Hibs and St George's fans. So who was getting another four hundred? All the, co- was- all the corporates with a three-course meal. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, we're, we're going to have no fans on the, the 29th of May and we're going to have 12,000, uh, I think it's 17,000 fans on the 15th of June for the Czech Republic game. Yeah. I, I, it's I, going I, to, I it's a strange it's one. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get that at all. I mean, don't get me wrong, I didn't I get the 600 fans either, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Um, the, so, the socially distanced... A record-breaking attendance for St Johnston, Mark. <laughs> that would be a sellout. Um, they'd be giving tickets away in the primary schools up there. Um, but I, I, I found it bizarre. And if, see, if it's 600 tickets, then I, I would be giving that to the guys at the club and their families and the players and their families and all that. Exactly. I, I, said, I said this, it was, it was not long after the kind of... Um, the football opened back up. I'm sure there was somebody, I don't know if it was a European game or a league game, and it was somebody I think scored a hat-trick at Old Trafford, not for Man United, it was against Man United. And I'm thinking, there's that boy there, scored a hat-trick at Old Trafford, and, you know, none of his family or friends are there no. to see that live as such. And I think that's the same for guys playing in a cup final. Um, that none of your, even your wife possibly can't even go. Are your friends and family watching to the sides when you're playing fives the other week? Turn you on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, as friends and family, there was also a few scouts let me tell you from over 35s. But Graham, Graham Dempsey, if you're watching, I've got your message, so don't panic. <laughs> so, I, I, I do find that a, a wee bit unfortunate, but I, I agree with you, Pikey. I mean, from going from 1200 to 12,000 in six days, what's going to change in six days? I know this isn't for the show, right? But there's, there's only one reason why Glasgow's staying in level three. Is because Rangers are lifting the league this this weekend and, and there's an expected turnout in, in places over the city. So that, well, I, I think that's I, one of the I, 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 Well, I know you, you can be flippant and saying that, but I genuinely don't think that's the case. There was a number of primary schools in that yes, shirt. That, that ending very I mean, don't get me wrong, and as I know, you just all wind me up and slag me off. But I, I do I do believe, I do believe that Rangers fans you know, want to celebrate, et cetera, et cetera. But again, and it was highlighted on social media, you had the incident yesterday um, with the police and all that and 5,000 folks standing in the street, and that's perfectly acceptable. There was, a, I think there was a demonstration in George Square about something else political, that's acceptable. But you can't have guys celebrating that their teams won the league. Now, again, any set of fans should be able to celebrate, you know, We've came down a lot from the, the, the COVID pandemic. I know things are still a worry, etc. But I don't think tomorrow you would stop any set of fans. Now, even remember going back, just so Pikey doesn't shoot me, remember back to the trouble at Celtic Park. That was right in the middle of the park. That was at level four. Yeah. And, you know, folk were chucking fences and all that. And it was freezing that night. I'll tell you that, freezing. Um, folk were throwing fences and kicking off and it was wrong then. You get some deal at that guardrail, didn't you? Absolutely. The shaft. Um, it's 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 worrying tomorrow, um, but to a certain extent, I, I can un, I can understand it. I just hope other people let the celebrations go ahead. So as a celebration and not an excuse just to go out and cause bother. And now again, if even if you know things were in some sort of normality in society and there was a celebration tomorrow, the last thing I would be doing would be saying, "Oh, let's go to Glasgow shopping," you know. Mm-hmm. Just if people want to celebrate, just let that crowd of supporters celebrate. Let them, let them behave, let them go home. The problems only arise when other people turn up, you know, and, and, and try to cause that and give it a bit of negative publicity. Uh, hope, hopefully it's a bit better because when you never know when the league's actually going to be won. So when it was won on that weekend, I, I thought Celtic would go to Tannadice and win. So when that doesn't happen, there's that element of, you know, Kind of reacting to your emotions, whereas everyone knows Trophy Day's been coming for a while. So hopefully, the more sensible ones among the fans who maybe got caught up the last time will be able to take a little bit more of a balanced view and just celebrate it in their houses or whatever, whatever's more sensible. But again, I know, I know there's, there's rules and restrictions, etc. But surely they could have done some sort of balloting system and put, I mean, put his eyebrows hold fifty thousand. Surely been able to let twenty five thousand in there, and then twenty five thousand go to George Square where a bus goes up an open top bus. Some something to try and make it as safe as possible, um, for mm. people because they are going to celebrate. And as Rory says, it's better for it to be controlled. Yeah, rather than, like, I don't. Th- I, I, I don't think it's going to be controllable tomorrow. Like, see, see, just I can't unpike it. Are you still alright to get me about eleven o'clock tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> At George Square. <laughs> what are we doing for the horse? I'll be on top of the horse. <laughs> I'll, I'll have an MS10 hat on the morning. <laughs> Take the phone off, MS10. Well, we we're going to wrap the show up there. I just want to thank Wilson, Rory and Shankers for joining me in the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, Thanks, Brilliant, but we're going to be back on Monday morning. We're going to have a special guest. We're going to announce and we're going to record that show on Sunday night. So, Tune in for that. It's going to be another exciting show. But thanks very much for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you soon. Cheers.